by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Hallelujah. Is that better? I'm having church. I don't know about y'all, but I'm having fun in here. You know, to see... Young people, when I was your age, believe it or not, it happened. I was that young. When I was your age, I knew all the Bible stories. I could quote them backwards. Because I've been, I've been in church at gunpoint three times a week all my life since I was born. I knew the Bible stories, but I had no clue about what y'all know about Jesus. No clue. Uh, I don't know how to follow that act. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pastor. <laughs> Man, uh, that's, that's just strong. That's all I know to say. I, I'm sorry I wasn't there. I'm going to have to. Call Zach and get his side of it. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's so good to be here. I mean, we we feel like we're at home when we come here. It's comfortable. There's joy in here. There's peace in here. Holy Spirit's here. In, in Spanish, we say, El Estaque, he is here. And you know it when you come in the door. Glory to God. Every one of us can bring him in with us. But it's it's fun to be here. Um, O'Brien Park thrilled us when we saw on Facebook that it was a coming event. And uh, that that's where mine and Marsha's heart is. Um, and we said, man, we got to go to that. We got to be there. We got to get a piece of that pie. <laughs> and lo and behold, we forgot to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just plain forgot. Y'all get my age, our age, my age. Get, <laughs> y'all get my age, you may forget some things that are important too. But I mean, <laughs> broke our heart we didn't get to go but but I I, I followed it closely on Facebook <laughs> that that's where our heart is and gosh if every church would get out of the building get out there and and kick some cans I mean do something go do something God bless y'all God bless y'all, and he will bless y'all. We need every church doing that. I want to throw one little thing in here. Uh, this afternoon, 6.30 at, at 
Amphitheater in in Snowden Grove. Going to be a free movie, and the title of that movie is Zootopia. Zootopia. I never heard of it, but y'all have. Uh, it, it it's an animated movie, I think, but but it's free, free popcorn, free drinks, water slides, free to anybody who wants to come. You don't need a ticket. All you gotta do is show up. Six thirty. I'm gonna be there at four thirty to pack popcorn in bags. <laughs> Hallelujah. But anyway. Get your neighbors, kids, get anybody. Come on out there. It, it, it's a church function, but it's not limited to any church in particular. It's for the community. Hallelujah. Man, there's a lot going on in the kingdom. Uh, God gave me a message, and I thought, well, Lord, it won't take long to do this. What else? And nothing else came. I know why. Now we're going to get a, a good message before I ever got to stand up here and hold this microphone. Hallelujah. Um, we've got some things, some new things going on in, uh, in our ministry in Venezuela. I want to take just a minute to let Marcia uh, show you a few pictures of what's going on and things that we're excited about. And it's all outreach ministry. That's where our heart is. You, you, you said I could have all the time I wanted, and now you say a minute. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's, hearing some of the things that y'all have said, you know, it had really brought back a lot of things. You know, uh, you're saying up here, genuine, passionate, relevant. Okay, we, we have to be genuine. Sometimes people think because your pastor is up here, we're up here, you know, we were born that way, you know, and that's the way we've always been. But, you know, I was teaching a Bible study, you know, we were active in church, and I got a letter one time, and it, it was somebody telling they were going on a mission trip and, you know, what was happening. And all of a sudden, the, the Holy Spirit hit me, fell on my face, and began to cry because I knew in my heart I didn't care whether people went to hell or not. That sounds bad, but I didn't. And I began to cry out to God to change my heart. Amen. Did I love Jesus? Thought I did. Filled with the Holy Ghost, like I said, working in the church. But in reality, I wasn't concerned enough about whether they were going to heaven or not. Told Seal that night what the Lord had said. And he began to weep and say, me too. And so we began to cry out to God to change our hearts to give us a a heart for the lost and for his Amen. kingdom. Did we wake up the next morning and we had a complete change? No. It kept us walking through the things until God changing us. And, you know, we would, we would like it to be an overnight thing, but it is not an overnight thing. And the call on your lives and the call on everyone in here, you know, it's a day-by-day -day walk. It's a day-by-day -day change. You were talking about somebody said that, uh, uh, you know, God would show you where your passion is. You know, back before, when I went to Venezuela, 
I think about the third time, never thinking I'd ever move there, never, you know, anything. And we were going down the Orinoco River with a friend there, and that's a tributary of the Amazon. And we would go to these places, all these people with their rotten teeth and all these people crippled and sores and all through there and hungry. And, you know, and I just cried out, God, look at all these people. You know, I had never thought about dentists. I didn't know, you know, mission trips, went on dentist trips and all this kind of stuff. I didn't know anything about that. But I would look at these people and it just made me cry. And I thought, and my mind would say, what can I do about that? I'm not a dentist, you know. I'm not a doctor. But what about them? But see, it, it never... It never lifted, but that was something that a seed had been planted in me back then. And that was in, like, 1994, I guess, somewhere around there. And, uh, and see, but as time gone on, as God revealed through, to us, you know, things, you know, this, the, the dentist and the things, you know, didn't happen overnight. But God moved us into Columbia to start a ministry and working with Indian villages and things. And as we stayed there working, we began to see the reality of that passion that God put in us to help people. We began to see people saved and healed. And we began to, you know, God would bring in money so that we could feed people that were hungry. So that we could, uh, I mean, Indian villages with nothing. And then, you know, there were times that we would start things. And because of lack of money, because of lack of laborers, you know, that we would have to quit. And, you know, it would just uh, tear our hearts up because of the, of the needs. And, uh, but God is God. And, you know, and we are so excited that he's opening more doors for us. And, you know, it's bad over there. It's like now it's like $1 equals like a 1,000 bolivars there, Bill. But because of that, it's made our money multiply. And so that we're able to start uh, feeding the people in the areas. You know, we, those that know us go that we go to farms weekly and minister uh, two nights a week in different farms. We have Indian villages, cell groups, uh, church, and, uh, and different things, doing outreaches on a regular basis, lots, seeing lots of people saved. But when we went to Venezuela and Bible schools in Colombia, we, uh, we went over there to start a ministry. We didn't go over there to move, but just by the leading of the Holy Spirit to start a ministry with the labor people in Venezuela. And then after a year, he said, I want you to go and start a Bible school. So what do we do? We start calling around. Who has a heart for Venezuela? <laughs> Who wants to go start a Bible school? You know, youth for the mission, all these different places. Nah. <laughs> Nobody. And then Seal says, you know, we're supposed to move to Venezuela. Did we know what we were doing? No. <laughs> but we had the Holy Spirit, and he taught us. And just like we were singing the song and stuff, you know, we make mistakes, but it doesn't matter. His grace is there. His mercy is there. His forgiveness is there. He knows we're there because he called us there. Because, you know, we took that step. We knew what we was going to do. Was it easy? No, it wasn't easy. But I wouldn't give anything for it. You know, sometimes we think it's harder for you sitting here uh, then it's, other than the conditions, then <laughs> it's for us to minister than it is for us out there. People are so open at times, I have to say at times, because it's when they begin to worship the president, 
and forgot their God. I'm sure y'all hear what's going on over there now. It is bad. We just got back in, I think, 1st of June, last week of May. And, uh, but God's a faithful God, and he opens doors that we can't. He puts stuff in our heart. He puts seeds as we go along. As different ministers, ministers come in and impart to you as you're ready to receive. So that what? So that you can go out and do what he wants. And there's people sitting here that doesn't have a heart for the gospel. Doesn't have a heart for the lost. We can speak it with our mouth, but in our heart, you know, we know that it's not true. That we wouldn't go out and say something to somebody that we knew that was dying and going to hell. But, you know, God is the one that changes our hearts. We, can, we can't do it. There is no way we can do it. He's the one that does it. But we have to have a heart to follow after God and want him to. But if we don't, we don't want him to, he's not going to do it. He's not going to make our hearts change. He gave us the Holy Spirit in us when we received Jesus as a Savior. And we have to ask him. They were talking about tonight asking him, what do you want from God? What do you want? Do you want to serve him the rest of your life? Do you, do you want to be used by him? Or do we want to just stay the same and just go about doing good works? And we need everybody doing good works. We need everybody out on the road. But there's a difference. There's a difference when you have the leading and the anointing of the Holy Spirit and know that when you step out, you're doing it for him and not just because it's a good time or, or just because the church expects you to do it. You, you have to have your focus in the right place. And people, when we do that, God's going to order our footsteps. And though we make mistakes, we're going to get to that end and where we're going to be with him. But not anybody in here has less. We all have the same ability when we receive Jesus Christ, when he plants the Holy Spirit in us. It's just a choice. Every day is a choice of what we do. And, you know, we've had all these things about our houses and the things that changes, and we've just been in a... No, I say, say we, me, has been in just a turmoil because of, you know, everybody's got family issues, all these confusions and all this stuff. And uh, when they did that song up there and it says, you know, you know he's going to make something good out of bad regardless or whatever. And I thought, well, you know, I knew that, but all of a sudden it hit. I, you know, if we made the wrong decision, he's going to take care of it and make it good. Well, what am, I, what am I doing worrying about this, worrying about this person, this person, and, and this one. If we, if we do this, this is going to happen. If we do this, this is going to happen. That's the way our... That's the way our mind works. You know, I can stop my mind from working and not have the peace. You know? As I said, we have to receive the peace. We have to receive the joy. And we have to allow him to do it. So, I guess now we can show the pictures. <laughs> Unless there's somebody here, if y'all would like to pray, those that don't care, those that want more, well, those that want to ask Jesus to give you more. Why don't we all just stand just a minute? I want you to take just a moment just to be honest with yourself. You know, nobody's going to know one way or the other, you know, what's in your heart. God's the only one that knows truly what's in a person's heart. And ask him where you are. Ask, ask him, do you really care? 
And then ask yourself, do I really want to? Then ask him, tell him what you want from him. Father, I thank you that it's your Holy Spirit that reveals our hearts to us. And I thank you, God, that you're a God of truth. And you reveal the truth of what is in us. And I thank you that you love us regardless. Your love never fails. You will take whatever we're willing to give. But I thank you, Father, for those that ask for hearts to be changed by you this day. And I thank you that those that have asked, Father, that you have heard their prayers those that have asked for change, for you to change their hearts, Father, that you begin instantly to work in their lives, instantly, Father, to begin to change their heart, to turn them around, to change instantly that their love grows and grows for you, Lord, that the greatest thing in their life it would be to serving you and to see the others come to the kingdom. That, Lord, the things that they desire in their hearts that are from you, Father, that you would answer their quest and begin to work on their behalf. Father, I thank you that you're such a good God and that you love us so much. And we thank you that whatever each one of us are are going through, Father, this time, that you're more than able to take care of it. And whatever bad that we have done, that you, oh, Father, that you're the forgiver, that you've already forgiven. And we we thank you, Father, that, that you don't hold our sins against us. And we thank you that Right now is a beginning for each and every one of us, a new beginnings. And I thank you, Father, for new beginnings, new beginnings in our life, that the old things pass away. And today is a new day, a day that our heart, Father, is serving you, a day that our heart cries out to you for you to be full in us and that, that we, we are light. We are the light. We, don't, we walk, may walk through the darkness, but you are the light in us. And light despairs, dispels all darkness. And we thank you for that light in us, Father. We thank you and just praise you for it. We thank you that we call it done, Father. We thank you that it is done in the name of your Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you again, Father, for the hearts that have changed. And we just praise you. We praise you. We praise you, O oh Lord. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. 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 Y'all may sit down. May sit down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you want me to go ahead and show the thing? Yeah. Okay. Quickly. Quickly. Okay. Uh, as Seal had said that we have started, we've been blessed to be able to start uh, having regular feedings in a couple of places in, in our town. 
there was a ministry already working there. And when somebody in Venezuela in our town has actually gone to the effort to raise money, to try to get people to donate and, and funds, you know, I thought, you know, t t tell us what's going on. Get on on. This is very unusual. <laughs> and, uh, and we began to, one of the, our sec people in our ministry has gone down there and he's checked out the work. And so we told him to go ahead, but don't, don't give, you have to be careful. I said, don't give them money. I said, you go buy the food. And so that's what he, he began to do until we went down there and we checked out the work to see what was going on. And, oh, we were just so amazed and just oh, so blessed by what this man is doing. He has a church in town, but he's gone to the, we call it the dump church, you know, because it's a dump. He started going into the dump, the city dump, the city dump and feeding the kids and the people in the dump. And he started doing this every day, every day. This and is one of their homes, too. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Those people live around the dump, and they forage for food in the garbage. Okay, and so... And this picture here is where then God put him in the heart to build another church. He has a church in another part of town. And so he began and, uh, getting donations and, and help and stuff to build a church. I couldn't even tell you how many people have been saved through this ministry. Uh, but these are, he basically feeds twice in the, only twice in the morning because schools, they have two different times for schools starting in the morning. And so he takes care of the people two feeding times in the morning. And uh, this is one of them. They're working on a... Yes, they do every morning. And uh, so uh, you can go ahead and see the next one. This is me, Faith. <laughs> and this Maricela, she is, on, she is a vice president of the Harvest Ministries Board in Venezuela. And uh, she, her and her husband also have a church, which her husband has worked with the ministry for many years also. Okay, and she is, uh, we t also talked to her and her husband at a, we were having a meeting, and, um, and the Lord had put it in our heart to ask them if they would uh, start in their area, because they're in a real Wahida Indians area in the, in the town, uh, start setting up feeding them. And her and her husband, it's so funny, they just kind of looked at each other, and they started grinning, and they said, we've been praying for help to feed the people in our area. And so they have started feeding in their, their area. But see, we know them. So we're able to give them money and let them buy the food. But this is back at Pastor Roman's uh, church that he's building where they line up. And he's, he gets up there and he prays with them and has them repeat the prayer. It's not a little old bitty prayer. It's a, it's a long prayer, you know, little short things, but not just a blessing for that, but, he, you know, they pray for their families and they pray for their city and, and everything and having them repeat it so that it's getting inside of them and not just passing over their head as the pastor prays. And I, it was just so exciting. Uh, me and Maricela and Seal got to help pass out things and feed the kids and make whatever it is we were making. And uh, looks like hot dog buns with stuff in it, but here they are lined up. They're lined up, looks like they've lined up according. Or this other stuff, the meat they're type stuff. Grilled, you hand it to them. Bam. They're on. They're 
And so they received juice. Here's Concepcion, Pastor Concepcion there at their area, Marcella's husband. Uh, and they're in the, also in the process of building a church in this area. And, you know, they've gone into the, into the poor areas. And uh, this is for, can you see that pot back up there, with it, standing by that person in the blue shirt? Okay, that's a pot of soup. And so that's what they're doing. They're cooking soup, and they have uh, a band, uh, people who had donated bread and things. And these are some of the adults, and people are over here where Concepcion is ministering to them. Uh, I don't know what the other one says. Go ahead and turn to the next one. Okay, here's an area. They had to put up a, a tent, uh, well, a thing to try to get the people out of the sun because it's hot just like it is here over there every day. And, uh, and so you can see them eating soup. And stuff, and they also had bread and something on the bread. But uh, we call it such an honor to be able to do that. You know, we so many times, how can people hear the word of God when their stomachs are empty, when all they can think about they're hungry or they're hurting or they're lonely or whatever? You know, we, we're called to, to, to be the passionate people in, in every areas of their lives. And uh, like I said, God has a plan for you too. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, <laughs> God's good, you know, and God knows what he's doing. Nothing surprises him. Even we don't surprise him when we do goofy things. I got a brief word. I know I got it from God, so I'm going to spit it out at you. I know it's late. I've, I've, man, I'm lifted up. I'm on fire just from what I've heard already this morning from the praise and worship down through our young people, really knowing that God is real. Woo! That's good. That's good. I don't have to tell anyone here that our country is in a downward spiral. That doesn't shock anyone, does it, for me to say that? This coming election is very important. Not for me and you, but for you, our children and our grandchildren. It's important. I'm not here to tell anyone who I think you should vote for. It's not my job. I'll be happy to tell you, but, but when we go outside. But no president can fix this country. It's only one that can fix it. And by the nodding of the heads, I see that most of us know that God's the only one that can fix it. But we know that he can. One of my favorite scriptures that I try to remind myself of regularly is Proverbs 19.21 that says, Many are the plans in a man's heart. but it's God's plans that prevail. There's a little bit of paraphrase in me. Let me say, 
It's the Lord's counsel, says the King James, that will stand. The NIV says God's purposes will prevail. God's purposes. That's exactly what our young people were talking about, God's purposes. Um, Second Chronicles 7.14 is a scripture that most everyone in here can pretty well quote. I've known, I've, I've been familiar with the scripture for many years, but I've, I've got a new revelation of it here recently because it says, people that are called by my name. Whose name? God's name. People that are called by my name. I thought it took everybody. Who are the people that are called by God's name? We are here. That's us, folks. If we will humble ourselves, pray and repent, God will heal our land. That's how we're going to get our country restored. And there is no other way that I know of. He's the only one that can do it. He's the only one that's sovereign. That doesn't make our voting in elections any less important. I hope that no one in here that's eligible to vote will not cast a vote. Church has to be strong in this election. We talked a lot about the Holy Spirit this morning. We've heard a lot about the Holy Spirit this morning. Thank God. Jesus' last words to his disciples before he ascended into heaven told him to go and make disciples. But he said, don't go yet. Don't go yet. You're not ready. Now, these disciples had been with Jesus day and night, for the most part, for three years. They had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We talk about a personal relationship a lot in the church. These guys were hands-on personal relationship. They ate together, slept together, walked together many miles. They knew Jesus. And Jesus said, go and make disciples, but don't go yet. Don't go yet. You're not ready. You don't have what you need. Go and wait for the gift of the Father. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Then you can go. Wait for that Holy Spirit. And he's saying to us today, you got to have the Holy Spirit to do my plans for you. 
It's critical, folks. Think of Peter. Peter was with Jesus for years. Through all of his ministry, good and bad times. Peter walked on water. Hallelujah. And then he denied even knowing Jesus to a little girl. That was Peter. He had his eyes on Jesus. He walked on water. But when the chips were down and fear took him over, he denied even knowing Jesus. He was in the upper room when the Holy Spirit fell upon him. He and 119 more. And he walked out of there, and they had people, people from all regions, all the known world at that time there for the Jewish celebrations. And Peter walked out with the Holy Spirit in him and stood up and said, You Jews murdered my Jesus. He couldn't even say he knew him to a little girl before, but now he stands up and says, you murdered my Jesus and preached a message to him and the church was born with 3,000 members. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It completely transforms us. Holy Spirit is essential to a Christian to carry out the plans that God has for you. You cannot do it without it. Word says that Satan roams the earth like a roaring lion seeing who he can devour. Think about a lion for a minute. A lion roars. A lion roars regularly. A lion roars real loud. A lion is the king of the jungle. When the lion roars, they say it can be heard for miles across the plain. All the animals hear it. Top of the food chain is here. He strikes fear in the hearts of all the other animals with his roar because they say, top of the food chain's here. So it's not a surprise that the Word of God says that Satan roams around like a roaring lion trying to put ideas in our heads. You can't do that. You're a failure. You're too young. 
You're not tall enough. You're too tall. You're not wide enough. You're too wide. You know, all these things he puts in our mind. You're not well educated enough. People might ask you questions about the Bible that you couldn't answer. We've all had that thought now. I know you. I'm not all by myself there. He accuses us. He tempts us. He deceives us. He creates strongholds in us. We protect those strongholds ourselves. He puts fear in us about something. Satan does. You can't get up and speak before people because you're not educated enough. And I began to think, you know, I'm I'm not I'm 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 not very well educated. Uh, I protect that. You're right. I'm not educated enough. I'll not get up and tell people about Jesus. I protect it because he has deceived me. Word says, do not be deceived. And it also says, do not fear. I, I, I did a little research on that. Says do not word says do not fear ninety two times. Fear not. In these trying times, I want to leave you with with this one thing that that, that Holy Spirit kept driving into me. God always keeps a remnant. Word remnant was used 87 times in the Bible. God always has a remnant. Sometimes that remnant remnant is a group of people that he's going to destroy. But most of the time, it's a group of people that he's going to pull out of a larger group that he's going to destroy. No matter what happens in this wonderful country of ours, God's going to have a remnant. He's not going to have a remnant of people that are just playing church. He's going to have a remnant of people that are passionate Christ followers. Passionate Christ followers. Lord, I want to be in that number. Because <laughs> when the saints come marching in, and I want to be in that number. In that remnant. Because we don't know what's going to happen to this country. We know what our duty is. We're to repent and pray and be out there beating the bushes telling them about Jesus. 
Halleluja. listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.